You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tay and Todd, Washington Commanders Podcast, brought to you by Fansided. It's your co-host Tay and Todd. We are inching closer and closer. We are recording this March 31st, and tomorrow is draft season. We're, we're looking at a countdown between 27 days after tomorrow, and I don't know about you, Todd. I, I'm, 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 I'm ready for the draft. I'm ready to embrace the draft for me is like... Literally, like I used to dress up and just get ready for the draft. I remember one. I remember during the pandemic, you and I both. After thinking yeah. about it, you and I both watched all seven rounds pretty much on Zoom. Yeah. And it's just like we <laughs> just have this. It's just something exciting about the draft. Just embracing it. drafting your own guy, yeah. seeing him grow with the team. Right. And uh, Todd, I'm excited. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm excited too, man. It's like it's kind of hard to explain why you love to draft someone i could i don't know if i can explain it to somebody like why do you get so excited about you know watching guys go to teams i don't know right but it's like a spectacle i just i get i love it it's so exciting and you spend so much time thinking and watching and reading stuff and then hoping that you get certain guys and then just watching it all play i don't know it's it's kind of crazy. Like we're all kind of psycho and it doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> we're exactly four weeks away, four weeks mm-hmm. from now, we're going to be probably more anxious than ever because the draft will be like five hours away. And that, oh, that can feel like the longest wait is when it's that close, you know, but yeah, that's it because I think part of it is because it's like, we know after the draft that it's going to be kind of dead and quiet for a while. 
but something about the draft man is just so exciting like yeah. i get nervous i get anxious you know yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah. what it is. For imagine sure. how the players feel oh my goodness oh my right. goodness so yeah i guess this will be mock, mock draft 2.0 here in a second um i like what we did last time today i I'm looking back at it just now i like what we did I mean, Traylon Burks is probably the receiver among that first tier, which to me the first tier is Alave, Wilson, um, Williams, London, and, and Burks. I'd say that's probably mm-hmm. the first tier receivers, right? Most likely to go in the first round. Burks, I probably have the most questions about as a whole in terms of being a, an NFL wide receiver. You right. see a lot of, they schemes him the ball in a lot of ways. Now that's not a bad thing. It just kind of, you know, I wonder how much, I think if he goes to the coach who who knows how to use him properly, that won't be an issue. But if he goes to a coach that just tries to line him up, have him run the full route tree. That's my like main concern with Burks, but at the same time, there's some serious talent there. Uh, Christian Harris is a four, four linebacker who played for Alabama who can, who can do whatever you need, you know? Um, and then you add James Cook, you add Trey McBride, who is, who's a really good tight end. Marcus mm-hmm. Jones, who I think can be your, your slot cornerback. And then you add a second round pick next year. So, I like what we did last week, Tay, but I want to see if we can do even better this week. Yeah, and and that was the challenge, you know. Like looking back at it, the yeah. only thing I did not like about the about that was the fact that we got Trelon Burks, and like you said, he's he's more of a. I mean, people say he's legit. I'm just not necessarily sold on him. Obviously, I like the flashier guys, you know, like a Olave, like a Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. But with this draft, I want to see what because. Those guys probably won't be there. Yeah. Uh, well, we never know. But you mean at eleven? At eleven, yeah, no. at eleven to see what we do at eleven. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I want to see. Do do we trade down like we did last right, time? Right, right, exactly. Or do we st- or do we stand still? Because if we can get a haul like that, like we did on mock draft one Todd, I think they have to be considering trading trading back. And now, granted, you may not get the haul that we had in that mock draft simulator, but if you could. I mean, yeah. that's that makes up for the lack of free agency. If right. you can combine um, a, a, a Traylon Burks, a, a, a Trey McBride, Christian you know, Chris, you know, Harris, yeah. Christian Harris. So I'm interested to see how this one will play out. But like Todd said, this is mock draft 2.0. And what we're going to be doing is leading up to the draft every Thursday. We're going to get ready for a draft and we're going to see how our opinions change each right. week. Right. Um, I know this our, week. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, especially as our like depth and knowledge of some of these players kind of grows yeah, right. and evolves, transforms, <laughs> guys, we kind of end up on our radar and see how that develops. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, finish what you were saying. Yeah, no, because I know Drake London is a hot topic this week yeah. in our group chat. Right. So I wonder if that will play in the hand of uh, <laughs> what we do at a pick eleven or if we trade back. But I love the I love the spot that Washington is in this year. Um, it's yeah. not later in the draft. We have to wait all day. You know, right. like, oh my goodness, it's ten o'clock you know or 11 o'clock and yeah, the pick. Yeah. but the same token they're right outside the top 10 where it's like yeah. you're going to get somebody who slides so i'm excited man draft season yeah. gets me going so i'm glad <laughs> you really all like the first mock draft 1.0 yeah. and i'm hoping we can duplicate that mock draft 2.0 today. yeah yeah so uh we're gonna do that here in a sec i guess touch on a couple things from the last couple of weeks or really from the last week um I don't, what did you think about jim ursay's comments about carson wentz it seems to me that he has a problem uh I think he's looking for something that may not – I feel like he moved too quick. Yeah. I think with Wentz, I mean, I'm, I'm looking back and I'm watching your breakdowns, Todd, and, and 
he didn't play bad football. And this is going to affect he's coming off an injury. And then he missed the whole preseason. And he yep. still threw for 27-7 and about 30, 36 or so, 100 yards. I just think that there was a problem amongst him and Wentz. But I think the GM Ballard and I think uh, Reich, Reich, what he say his name? Reich. Right. Yeah. I, I think they all love him. And you see the the, the teammates. But I think that Wentz was a scapegoat yeah. personally. I don't know how much they upgraded from Matt Ryan to, to Carson Wentz, but we'll see. But I, I think they were, I think he's throwing little jabs and yeah. uh at Wentz. And I just don't think he liked them as a person, not not as a player. Yeah. It's you know, Carson Wentz didn't play like he, he had a stretch in the middle of the season where he was he was really solid, right? He he was something like 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. That's insane. Um, you know, and, and just really not turn the ball over, just playing quality, sound football. Um, and then there was the, the last two games where, you know, he didn't really play well. The team as a whole didn't play well. But he didn't play so poorly for the majority of the season that you say, well, we are just going to move on from him immediately after right. we gave up a first and a second round pick for him without a plan for how to replace him. That is that is not the way that NFL front offices move. That's very rash decision making. Right. Um, and again, considering what you gave up and considering that, yes, you should have been in the playoffs. Now, granted, the Colts haven't beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville since 2014. So mm-hmm. that's more of a Colts problem than a Carson Wentz problem. Like he wasn't very he was not good in that game, but he, he, he didn't have help. The whole team was I mean, they couldn't stop Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars who had just fired their head coach and account was problems. That was. Now, Carson Wentz was part of the problem, but the whole team was the problem. But Jim Ursay really does seem to – there's something there. They talked after the season, and it just seems like you said, I just didn't seem to like the guy. Yeah. Or that that maybe combined with he's just getting impatient, and they've had a different quarterback starting for the last, what, five seasons? Five, six I seasons, so. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went from luck to, to someone else, back to luck, then to um, – What's his name? Then to I can't remember all the quarterbacks, but biscuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So brisket. I feel like Jacoby Jacoby Brissett. 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 <laughs> brisket. 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 Uh, brisket. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> but I think that because the season ended the way it did, and because Carson Wentz, you know, wasn't able to put his team on the on put the team on his back this time, uh, Ursi was like, you know, find the next guy. I don't really care. And so, yeah, I mean, it's – I don't know how much we should care about an owner's opinion of a player because how – you know, some people have made the point how much do you care about Dan Snyder's opinion or other owners. You know, Jim Mercer is not the Roonies or – there's definitely something there. Um, and then on top of that, and, you know, like I, I wasn't an advocate for the Wentz trade, but he's here now, so I have to advocate for him now. But he has shown an ability to put the team on his back. He did it in 2019 with the Eagles and mm-hmm. willed – his way into the playoffs with the Eagles when they had no weapons and they really didn't have much going around. So he has shown an ability to do that. Uh, but I, he was definitely scapegoated though. I think uh, that team, that Colts team is good. Um, they should have been better. And that was again, I, not strictly a Carson Wentz problem. Uh, I think at some point you have to look at that coaching staff and say, well, why can't we get over this hump? But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just, I, I don't think I really, care too much about what Jim Ursay had to say. I'd care more about what the coach and the GM have to say than the head coach, uh, right. than, the, than the owner. Um, there was also the topic of Ron Rivera spoke to the media uh, and he talked about middle linebacker. And it was kind of interesting what he said. He, he mentioned that it's not an urgent need for them because they feel pretty good about Cole Holcomb coming in there and playing that position, you know, if need be. Uh, 
now words are one thing, actions are another, Tay, and they seem to really believe that because they haven't signed a single player who could play middle linebacker, and sure, that could still happen. They're headed towards the draft now, and do you play a rookie at middle linebacker, which you can, but... You know, I, I don't know if I don't know if having a severe need at that position and then saying we'll just draft a rookie not in the first round in the second or the fourth or something to fill that role is the most prudent plan. So I feel like all signs are pointing towards Holcomb being your day one middle linebacker, and that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, for sure, it is interesting uh, to say the least. However, I know he did he did well towards the tail end of last year. You know, he had that pick six against Dallas, which yeah. I mean that was pretty cool. You know, and um, I don't know. They, they have this infatuation with, with Cole Holcomb. Yeah. I'm not sold on Holcomb at the mic, no, but if they feel that he can do it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, I just want to see somebody else there. I hope they draft someone. Um, if the guy they like is there in a second, maybe a Christian Harris, I doubt he's going to fall that Christian Harris seems like a back half of the first early second guy, yeah. uh, which we're right in the middle in the second round after the trade with the Colts. So I, I can't see him. Uh, going there, but we'll just have to see. Uh, I like Hol- I like Holcomb, but it's I, at the mic. I'm, I'm not too sure. So yeah, that, we'll that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. On top of the fact that, well, who's behind him? Now we're talking about David Mayo. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Or some guy I can't even pronounce his last name. It's like Krug Krug Nick. I'm you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> What's his <laughs> last name? Roster linebacker. It's something that I can't pronounce. It's like oh, okay. K and R. It's a bunch of um. A bunch of consonants together with like okay, no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then you know Jamin Davis, who I think you got to just play to his strength, which is not yeah. middle linebacker. Let him use his speed. So that didn't give me a lot of confidence. And then there was another topic he touched on in his press conference. I'm blanking on it right now. Can you help me out? Mm, um, I know he mentioned about being tired of losing, losing yes. and that was a yeah, big thing. After two years of people, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your opinion? I mean, I mean, we're all tired. I mean, well, people kill Rivera for everything he says. I don't know. That's what it seems like. Um, I'm not killing him for saying he's, you know, tired of losing. I mean, he, he's tired of losing. We're all, I'm tired yeah. of losing. He yeah. hasn't been here for 20 years, but he's been here for two and he's tired of losing. I get it. I'm tired of losing yeah. after two years, too. I'm tar- I, right. People kill him for that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, there's yeah. definitely a, there's, a, there are a number of things this, that, and it's not just Washington fans, it's all fans, but. This is where we are. Now, Washington fans uh, get up in arms over that are just, like, completely unnecessary. And to me, that's kind of one of those things, like, well, you, why are you tired of losing? You've only been here for two years. I mean, Right, right. Yeah. Is it a competition for how long we've been losing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, like, some things are just said, and they're just, you just, that's what he said. And he said, okay, yeah, yeah we all, we want to win, but I don't, anyway. Uh, but not much to re- really report. I think my my main takeaway so far this offseason is I just don't like the depth at a number of positions, and I didn't mm-hmm. feel that way last year. Um, so, but that's pretty much all I've got in terms of how I'm feeling about the offseason, I guess, at this moment. Yeah. I think I said the same thing last episode, though. Depth is, a, depth is a concern at tight end, at defensive end, at defensive tackle, at offensive guard, at safety. So, I... I want to see if they're if they're really done, if they're going to do anything else, or if they plan to like we like we did and like we talked about trade back in the draft, add a couple seconds, add a third, whatever, like make multiple move back, mm-hmm. multiple moves back, and just try to add three or four guys that you want day one to come in and contribute. 
Yeah, I, I would say for me that the depth issues along the defense, defensive tackle, I think D-line, I think the defensive end, they're fine with Shaka Tona, William Bradley King, James Smith-Williams, and uh, the, the the guy they just signed from oh, Buffalo. Boy, yeah, so, so um, <laughs> I think they're solid around that. I mean, those guys can step in and replace what was getting produced at the defensive end position last year, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then, and then get Casey Tuhill still. So defense tackle, I think they're going to, they're going to have to figure that out. Uh, James Smith Williams is a, is a cross. And I know they like the guy. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Wise. Um, Daniel Wise. I, I liked him a lot in the, in the, in the, during the season as well. So I think they're not stressing about the, I think they they want to develop their guys behind that. But defensive tackle is definitely concerned in case one of those guys get hurt. But um, let's see what we can do with this draft. Yeah, yeah. F.A. Obata, that's his name. And that that is yeah. a solid depth signing. I like that addition that they made, former Panther, former Bill. But yeah. it's a solid signing and it adds to that depth. I'd forgotten about that one. But all right, mm-hmm. here we go. Mock draft 2.0. Let's get into it. All right. How are we going to start this off? Evan Neal at protection for Trevor Lawrence. I, I like that move there. Right. Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau. This is all kind of playing out how you would expect. Now, Kyle Hamilton there at four. Okay. So that There's no slide, so that takes immediately something off the board, a scenario off the right. board for us. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants may go over. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Now, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. That would, be a, that would be a huge shock if the Giants went Malik Willis. That would be huge. Huge shock. Wow. I would expect the Panthers to. Okay. I think the Panthers go quarterback, but anything's possible. Now they add Garrett Wilson, so that takes a player off our board. Ooh. And Jameson Williams potentially two. Trayvon Walker to the Seahawks and Jermaine Johnson. All right, now let's look at our trade offers here. No, sir. We're going to reject this trade from the Bears, asking for 11 and 113 for 39, 48, 71. No, sir. That's a rejection. The Cowboys offering pick number 24 and 56 a second next year for 11. No, because they're getting a receiver. Probably some they probably are, yeah. Probably. And then the Bills offering 25, Ooh. 57, and the second and the third next year. Um, so we do want to go ahead and reject the Cowboys trade. Yes, let's go ahead and reject that one. Okay. So let's 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 think about this Bills offer while we look at our board and see what we mm-hmm. got here now. Uh Ikimu Kwanu. Ikwanu, who is the top player on our board. But we're not looking to go offensive tackle here, and we're not looking to go defensive tackle here, which takes, you know, eight, nine, ten, the top. Really, the, if you look at our board here, Tate, and we're imagining this is the commander's board, Derek Stingley, Chris Olave, and Devin Lloyd are the players that we're probably looking at here, right? I mean, yeah, based on it, position, maybe. based on need. Pick it, yeah. I think that I am interested in making a trade and and seeing this is the offer we have from the bills maybe countering it um yeah yeah maybe counter, and, and see maybe. if there's something because that's a pretty steep move back yeah that's huge yeah so if we were to counter this offer you know we're taking 25 57 i think i would maybe ask for a third this year yes and take the third off of next, next year. year and then maybe just throw in like pick number 230 okay so then that way we're getting we're moving back 14 spots to 25 but we're adding a second and a third so we're adding two extra picks 
Right. Especially considering there's no one on our board that we really, really want to take right now that we feel wouldn't be reaching. Right. The, the other option would be taking Chris Olave here, 21. I want to yeah. hear your thoughts on, on what you think we should do. Um, but see, this is tough because, you know, 25 going down 14 spots. I want to play with it. I, I do want to make the trade. But this, if I'm thinking this, um, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a big, it's a big step back. I mean, so if we're if we're not if we're not making this trade, we're looking at, I mean, who who would be who would be the player we'd be looking at? I think you got to look at Olave, but is that too rich for Olave? Um, Drake London. But the is question that is, could you trade back and still get Drake London? Exactly. That's the thing. And this, yeah. Um, Stingley? Stingley's an, Stingley's an option as well, yeah. I mean, I personally would not be the biggest fan of taking Stingley at 11 just because. Yeah. If we were I, in like 15 range, I'd be cool with Stingley and Olave. Yeah. I mean, I guess the question really probably is, is Olave or trade back? Or Piggott. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that I I would pass on Piggott just because I wanna Man, I, if you if we draft Kenny Piggott, he's playing this year sometime. <laughs> that's that's my opinion. Okay, let's trade back because Olave I think that's too rich. I know he's not gonna be there at twenty five, we'll probably end up in the same position we were last time with Traylon Burks. Right. But let's see it. Let's do it. Okay, you sure? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to counter this. We're going to say, give them 230, take the third off of next year, give us your third this year. Propose. No decline. So I don't want it then. All right, so we're just, so we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're picking here. If I'm picking here, I'm probably, I'm taking Chris Olave. I mean, you know, we're imagining that. I mean, this, this is, this is, is that a reach? You know, are we, are we, are we not going best player available? But then at the same time, if we, if we draft Iquanu, you know, or Charles Cross, or really any of these, these offensive linemen, who, who are they starting in front of? You know, we just, Charles Leno, we just signed to an extension. I mean, I think we feel good about that, good enough to the point where we don't feel like, we need to draft another offensive lineman. We're not taking an edge here. So it, we're not taking one of these quarterbacks. Personally, I'm not a fan of taking one of these quarterbacks here. Mm -hmm. because Just because of the Wentz trade. I mean, one, two, three, four, five of these players are offensive linemen. And I don't think that's the move we're trying to make. No. So, I, yeah, I, I go Olave here. I think I'd go Olave too. So let's go. Let's do it. Let's go Olave. That was, that was that was kind of a tough spot. That is tough. That was a tough spot. I mean, I guess it depends on where you have Olave ranked on your board. Right. If I'm the commanders, Olave is probably ranked higher than that because oh, for sure. I'm not drafting a center there. I'm not drafting a right tackle there. I could take a left tackle, but I feel good about Charles Leno. Right. Right. So, I I, I feel I'm I'm I feel I feel good about that pick. It looks like the Eagles traded out. Pick Steelers take Kenny Pickett. That makes uh, and then Drake London. This, the the Patriots like their big rec yeah. receiver, so that one makes sense there. Let's see what the Cowboys do at twenty four. Oh, the Cowboys traded out at twenty four. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
You got a run on cornerbacks for McDuffie, Devin Lloyd, who's a player I, I, I was interested in, and that is a position of need, but we got to add talent around our quarterback. Yeah, I think that's too high. Yeah, and you just can't draft linebackers and back-to-back drafts in the first right. round. I just Brees Hall is a player I really, really like. I, I, I really like Brees Hall. Now we're on to round number two. Desmond Ritter okay, to the Lions. Yeah. Okay, see. Sam Howell, Seahawks made a move for Sam Howell there. Mm-hmm. Traylon Burks falls to the second round. Wow. I, think, I think that's possible. Yeah, I think that's very possible. Chad Muma's a player I know we like. Kenyon Green, Kenyon Green is another player sliding oh. there. Kenneth Walker to the Patriots. I like that pick. Christian Harris. Oh, Harris. Looking at our board, and let's see. Ryan. David Ojabo. Which I'm a speedy recovery. And we are going to be back on the clock here in a sec. All right, now we've got offers. Now we're going to, again, reject this one. Mm-hmm. I wonder if offers like this really come in, because that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that is, yeah. Uh, now here's a, here's an offer from the Ravens to move back to 55. We'd get 55 and 76. They'd get 47 and 113. Um, I don't hate that pride counter. I don't really necessarily want to give up 113. Uh, now... Trey McBride is is the player I would be targeting here personally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I look at this board, I would have interest in George Pickens. Uh, if we didn't go wide receiver in the first. But Trey McBride is, is, is the guy I'm targeting here at 47. Right. 48 player. Do we want to trade back a few spots and, and, and risk missing out on him, Tay? Or do we want to just take him here? Move back to 55, add pick number 76. I just don't, I, it, it, I don't know where we'd be going there at that point at 55. Yeah, I, I go with McBride right here. I'm a big fan of, of Trey McBride. He is, I mean, he's, I think he can come in and really help your team. And yeah. I think that's an asset for a quarterback. Carson Wentz played with Dallas Goddard, played with Zach Ertz. So I'm going to go ahead and take Trey McBride. And I think we're both, yeah. in, we're both in agreement on that. Yeah, yep. I feel good about that pick, mm-hmm. and I feel good about how it's going so far. Yeah. So we haven't added any picks. So we have one more pick left um, <laughs> in this draft. We're gonna watch this play out. Yeah, and I, and I'm content if we come out of here with if 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 we don't trade back. Like I said, the, the trade back area I want for us is between that 15, 17 spot. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five is a steep, steep drop. That's steep. Because you're missing yeah. the first receiver, you're missing the first uh, corner, right. and you're missing, you know, at that point, you're kind of pigeonholed to a Devin Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. You know. Right. And if and if, if we could have added that third this year, I think maybe I'd be more on, I, I could maybe stomach it. But that's kind of a forward-thinking move, which is not bad. Yeah. I'm fine with the forward-thinking move. You're adding in a second and a third next year. You probably won't have a second or third next year. But... You know, we want to make sure we get a player in this draft that we want. Exactly. And if you could come out with Olave and McBride, I think, oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I think that's two players day one who yes. are helping you on offense and yes. tell you the biggest. I mean, like we've talked about it, and the defense needs help, but this offense needs to be able to score more than 20 points a game. They need talent. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Trey McBride, I mean, the numbers he put up this year, it was some like 90 receptions mm-hmm. over a thousand receiving yards. I mean, the offense really went through him. And so 
I like what he would be able to provide you from day one. Do you think he'll be there in the in the um, in the in in the second like that early at forty seven? Yeah, I think it's possible. But I, if he's on the board, oh my, I'm jumping up and down. Yeah, man. exactly. If he's on the board, I, I think it's possible. I don't know if I'd say it's likely. I say I think it's possible. Um, and I will say, Tate, kind of like thinking about that, why did the commanders swap second rounders with the Colts? Like, was that really yeah. necessary? You gave them yeah. a third. You gave them a third that can become a second. Was it really necessary to swap spots in the second also? I kind of exactly and you took on the salary cap i'm for i'm <laughs> they i yeah, think they were a little too generous i mean we've all said it but you really think about it they were they were willing they were too afraid to miss out on wentz that they i think right. were just too what do you want what do you want what do you want okay we'll give it to right. you, we'll give it to you yeah but i guess they were sick of missing out on quarterbacks yeah. Greg Dol- uh is there to the states of 98 is if you miss out on McBride, he's a pick that I would like as well. He's he's got he moves well. Now speaking of Trey McBride, he ran a four five, three four five six, which is I love that. But uh, Greg Dolchich is a guy I think. Now George Pickens slides all the way to one oh five. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, that that's is good value. That's crazy value. Yeah, wow. Especially in that in that situation with Kyle Shanahan. Yes, it. yeah, that could be. George Pickens could be one of the best receivers in this class. Here we are on the clock, Tay, 113. So James Cook is off the board. James Cook is off the board. Uh, you know, Caleb Ellaby, Jake Ferguson, those are, we've already addressed tight end, quarterback. Uh, so we're looking at cornerback, defensive tackle. Linebacker. You know, linebacker Nick, Nick Cross, Cross is a player I, w- I would definitely consider here. That's a four-three speed safety. Could be your middle of the field guy. Kyron Williams is a running back also that I, I do really like as well. Um, I think those are the two I'd have my eye on. Uh, between the two of them, I'd probably lean more towards Cross. Cross, yeah, because but, safety um, is a bigger is a bigger need than running back, and both of them, in terms of where they are on our board, are, are comparable. So then I'd probably give the nod to to the need there, and Nick Cross, Troy Anderson's a linebacker from Montana State. I'll be honest, I'm not very familiar with him. So, you know, he's he's higher ranked, but I don't, you know, I I don't know a whole lot about him. What would be the value from the guy uh, for uh, Cincinnati? Cincinnati linebacker? Oh, uh, Beavers? Beavers. He's gone at 109. Seahawks took him at 109. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I think you go Nick Cross. Um, yeah. That that fills an immediate need. Um, yeah. He could play that. That that um, you could use a lot. You could use him a lot with interchanging safeties. And mm-hmm. um, if it works out with Bobby, if not, you know, you got Nick Cross back there. They give you two young safeties with Nick Cross and um, Cameron Curl. Curl. And also... Yeah. Uh, Cross will be working out April 18th, I believe it is, for the pro day. Yeah, um, for the Commanders. So that's going to they're going to get an up close look, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if Nick Cross was somebody that attracted them. I agree. I agree. He's when I and you know the Commanders need. Really, since Sean Taylor uh, died, has been at free safety. Speed is one of the main things I look for for my free safety. For you be a center fielder, you got to have range. 
a lot of that is speed. There's obviously a lot, a lot more that goes into it, instincts and understanding the game, but that speed is a good place to start. So I, I like the yeah. selection of Nick Cross here at 113, getting him in the fourth round. And that's it for us to have. I mean, we've got six and the seventh pick. Now we're not picking those here. Yeah, I'm not picking them, though. So we'll let this play out. But basically, we ended up with Chris Olave, Trey McBride, Nick Cross, two guys on offense who should be able to help you, a guy on defense. How do you feel about this one, Mock Draft 2.0? I like this one. Um, I think it gives you, like, if you if you have this draft now, obviously with, with Cross, maybe I would like a um, Beavers there since, yeah. they, since they do think that um, – Cole Holcomb can fill that mic role. If you can see Beavers right there on the, on the left, um, Jamin on the right, right, Holcomb in the middle, that would be. And you can do a lot with Beavers. You can line them up anywhere, pretty much on the uh, along the front seven. Right. So, um, I would love this draft. Honestly, I would I would come out of this extremely happy because you got Chris Olave, who may be the best receiver on the team. Um, they some call him the best deep threat in the draft. You get him. I'm, I'm feeling confident. Yeah. And then with uh with McBride, him and John Bates. I mean, that's yeah. two guys that you yeah. can develop. Right. Exactly. Two young and, guys. Two cheap guys. Yeah, two cheap guys, and you'll be set there for like no longer a need. So you figure out what you got to do with um, with Logan Thomas. But I would be I would be ecstatic with this. I, I would rate this one probably an eight, close to a nine. Okay, it's a solid. Yeah, I think if there was a way you could make a move back, still land Alave or one of those receivers you love, that's what would make this better. But if that's yeah. not an option, which in this case it wasn't, yeah, I like it. I do like it. You're adding offensive firepower, which is a need. I am just so big, Tate, on if you when you get your quarterback, surround them with talent. Mm -hmm. Figure out the defense, but emphasize the offense. And I think if you, you know, if you suddenly are going into this, you know, week one with Terry McCorn, a healthy Curtis Samuel, Chris Olave, Trey McBride, maybe get Logan Thomas back. That would be a bonus at this point, along with John Bates. And then, you know, what you have in the running back room can work. And an offensive line, I, you know, with the Ami Brown there and, and, and Cam Sims, I think you, I think you feel a lot better and you really feel like you're setting up your quarterback mm -hmm. to succeed there. So, yeah. I'm 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 all the way in on putting an emphasis on the offense and specifically on skill players because this has not been in, in point of emphasis for this team for a long time. Um and it's about time that it did come become a point of emphasis and it's kind of the way the board fell to us. Yeah. Right? We were yeah. looking at either drafting an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, or a skill player. And uh and I and I love Chris Olave. Yeah, absolutely. I'm four three speed, yeah. catches everything just nifty just knows how to get open smart guy obviously the type of player ron rivera would love so oh you know, yeah, oh, yeah. and i just think sense. with i think with olave you're getting more than you're getting like a secure like a real security blanket like right third and three olave right. you, like where's olave you know yeah. olave's gonna get in and out of those breaks right. boom boom first down he's gonna check the mark he's gonna get there and then you, you can't sleep on him because right. he got four three speed so it's like exactly if if that's the case, I, I'm big on Olave. To me, I think he's a, um, I want to say, a, uh, I compared him to Cooper Cup in a mm -hmm. sense of obviously they're two different guys, but as far as you get that safe 
feel with them, you know, where yeah. he's going to catch. He may catch – if we get Olave, he may very well catch close to 100 balls this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, right. You Probably. Know, I, I think it's possible, yeah, because I think you could use them at all levels of the field. Oh, my goodness. And and people complain about the yak. I'm not I'm not necessarily – the rack, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the yards after the catch, but I'm not too concerned about that with him. We got guys who can do that. We got Curtis mm-hmm. Samuel, we got Terry McLaurin, you know, not all guys need to be good after the yak, you know, after, yep. after the catch, but I mean, he's going to get open. He's going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think he, he has good hands. Yeah, he has he good really, speed. Yeah. And um, then with McBride, that would just be, the offense would just be open. Like, yeah. I don't think we, we would ever have had an offense this dynamic. Um, even with Kirk back yeah. there, you know, I think yeah. this would be if you do come out with, out of here with a Chris Olave and a Trey McBride first two picks, I think you're looking at one of if it all comes together, I think you're looking at one of the best offenses in the league. Mm. Man, hey, look, I'm not saying it's not possible. I would love to see it happen. And Nick Cross there, if he could become your, you know, you don't have a lot of picks this year, especially in this scenario, you would have a total of six picks, a sixth and two sevenths. But if you can add, if, if out of your, your, you know, you have three picks in the first 113, but if those three picks become really strong, solid, very good players for you, then it's a successful draft, right? Ultimately, right. the more picks you have, the better chance you have of finding those guys. Mm-hmm. But it really just comes down to finding those guys regardless yeah. of how many picks you have. And yeah. if you look at draft classes around the NFL, realistically, three to four a draft is like very good, you know, right. like three right. to four of your, of those guys from your draft class still being on your team, five, six, seven years down the road. It's like, that's a very good draft class. So mm-hmm. if Washington decides not to trade back, I won't hate that. I'll, I'll be fine mm-hmm. with that. If they nail those picks that they do make. And I think that Alave McBride and cross here, Man. you could be nailing those picks. So I like yeah, it. Yeah. I like it. And then don't forget, we can use depth for, those last picks, you know, we got two right, six right. and two seventh, right? I or think two, one. one six and two sevenths. Okay, one six, two sevenths. Yeah. I mean, you'll be good with that. And then on top of that, Ron loves his undrafted free agents. Right. So right. you'll see a couple guys come in. And that's one thing I do like about how the team is built is that you have guys like a Derek For- Forrest or, you know, or, you know, a, a James Smith Williams or William Bradley King mm-hmm. who have a year to develop into knowing the system. Right. And they may not be the splashiest guys, but you may be surprised when, I mean, when a guy comes up, William Bradley King, and I'm just speaking, Shaka Tony or yeah, yeah. James Smith Williams end up having about five or six sacks next year. And you go, oh, well, man, maybe, <laughs> you know, so um, I would love this draft. How would you compare it to the last one? Would you say you like this one better than the last one? Or would you say? Man, um, I, I lo- man, last, last, I think I'll say, I liked last one's better. Mm-hmm. I feel better about the first pick. I like Chris Olave better than McBride. I mean, I like Chris Olave better than Burks. I think we landed McBride in the last one yeah. as well. Um, and then we added a second next year. We added uh, Cook. Cook and we added Marcus Jones. Marcus. Mm-hmm. I think I'd give the last one a slight nod because you added a little more value. I'd probably yeah. say this one is an eight. And the last one was an 8.5, something like yeah. that. But ultimately, I think it would come down to how that first pick plays out. And I do have more confidence in Olave, you know, becoming the player that we we hope for than Traylon Burke. So I like that area better. I mean, it's tough when you're only making three picks, you know? 
Yeah. We're only making yeah. three picks, but I do feel good about these three picks that we made. Yeah. I tell you what, if they do go lively at eleven, which I hope they do, yeah. the wide receiver camp uh, comp is going to be crazy this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, the depth chart is going to be off the charts, and they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do. But yeah. I love where we're at. I think app. we're. Oh yeah, I mean, the Ami Brown's going to have to figure out what he's going to do. Right. You know, but it's a good problem to have. Like you said, it's a good problem to have. If if Deami Brown does come up and and shock the world, right? Then it's like okay, well. Curtis Samuel, if he doesn't hit like we want him, he comes off the books here soon. And then you're back at Olave, Sam. I mean, you're back at Olave, uh, Terry, and then Deami Brown. So I think you're in a good spot. Um, I'm just hoping that they make a good decision here. And, um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I I, I would like this draft uh, 100%. You like this one better than the last one? I don't know if I could say that. I like the first pick better. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, like I said, the key with us this year is what I'm hoping is that they don't move past Philly's first pick or right, right. Um, as far as draft, as far as the uh, trade back. But I think the options are open to trade back. But I think someone said today, I think it was Matt Miller, he said that every he said people are high on Olave and both Ohio State receivers, mm-hmm. and they will go higher than a lot of people think. Mm, Got gotcha. you. Okay. I think, um, and then the question of like, we had Stingley on the board there, 18. We had Olave, 21. If I'm choosing between those two personally, I'm going Chris Olave. I have more confidence in his ability to help your team from day one. Uh, Derek Stingley was very, very good in 2019. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very good in 2019. But that was 2019. Yeah. And it's 2020, you know, 2022 now. He's played 10 games in the last two years. In those 10 games, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't right. the level of player he was in 2019. That, on top of the fact he's dealt with injuries, it just gives me pause when I'm taking a player at 11. Because at 11, mm-hmm. I want as many assurances and guarantees as I can have that you will be able to help me immediately. And I don't have that from Stingley. On top of the fact that I think Kendall Fuller-William Jackson is not a bad combination. No, it's not. And, uh, and again, I think you're still not really fixing a problem where you still need, to, you still need a nickel corner back there. So mm-hmm. that explains the rationale for me on Alave over Stingley. Because I, just, I like the player better and what, what he's done, especially these last few years. And they still have some young talent in that corner too. You think yeah. it was my guy that got hurt uh, last year, and mm, that was going to that was doing well. Retire. I yeah, like him a right, lot. That's right, and I think they like so, him too. Yeah. So yeah. why not? I mean, let's just. I think. I think with the cornerback position, like I, I would feel comfortable taking uh, Stingley in the twenties, eighteen twenties. But if yeah. you have a chance to get a, a star receiver who who can be who has a good character yeah. and fast and cool with your other star receiver. I mean, why not? Oh, my goodness. Cool name. Yeah. Can you? Oh, man. (laughs) All right. I feel good about this one. This is Mock Draft 2.0. Be back next week, Mock Draft 3.0. I'm curious to see. I don't don't envision us trading up in any of these because the picks are limited, but I'm just wondering if that will ever happen. But uh, we didn't love the offers. We got to trade back. We made the picks. We made three of them, but I think they're three solid picks. So let us know what you think if you agree. As always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. This is Todd. This is Tay. Cool. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.